Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What's up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on episode 129 of the Happy Tans Podcast. Today's episode, we have Ryan Redmond from the Glow Collective that was formerly Glow on the Go. She has a wonderful story about how she even got into this industry and what has led her to where she is today with a brick and mortar and mobile studio based in Houston, Texas. Truly amazing story. A lot of inspiration here about following the path, believing in yourself, working hard, being kind, doing the right thing. She really has a great story, and I appreciate you, Ryan, coming on and sharing that journey through the industry to get you to where you are today. I think anybody will find inspiration in it. And, and for anybody that is looking for a reason why they should get into this industry, this this uh, interview will definitely speak to you, Ryan. So thank you so much for sharing your time and your journey with us. And we'll look forward to keeping in touch with you as you continue to grow through the industry and beyond. And for all of you that listen to the podcast, you know we are sponsored by the Happy Tans Website Builder, the first and the only website builder created specifically for the sunless tanning industry. Not only is it a beautiful website, but it helps you get found online. That's right. We do the SEO or search engine optimization for you so that people can easily find you online in your local area. We take care of all the details for you so you can look good online and be found online. Come check us out, happytans.com. Click on the green Create Your Website button. We have some samples of our work there as well. Feel free to check it out. If you have any questions, you know where to find us. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Ryan Redman from the Glow Collective that was formerly Glow on the Go. Ryan, how are you doing today? I am so good, Grant. Thank you for asking. Yeah, thanks so much for joining. We kind of chatted a little bit before started recording, so I'm excited to share your journey with everyone. It's it's an amazing story, I think, inspiring. Uh, nonetheless, I think a lot of people will learn a lot from it. So we'll I'll open up the floor here in a second. You can definitely talk about it and how you transitioned from Glow on the Go to now the, the Glow Collective, uh, now that you're in a brick and mortar spot. But let me open up the floor for a second. For those that don't know you or know anything about your journey, feel free to give us kind of the 10,000 foot view of who you are, where you're from, how you got into this and, and what's led you to this point. Perfect. I look, I'm excited. Yeah, we are too. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what got you into the tanning industry and what kind of led you from that starting point to where Ryan is today? I think that I was fortunate enough to kind of grow up in that middle ground of where tanning and beds kind of, you know, started to become frowned upon. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thankfully never really did that. Um, I really did more of the self tanning, the spray tanning thing, especially all throughout high school and college. Um, in college, I worked at a spa boutique. Um, so we were a boutique in the front and a spa in the back. Um, and our esthetician did spray tanning. And so obviously I got spray tans frequently from her. We all did. Um, it was one of the perks of working for her. Um, I ended up moving to Houston after two years in college and not figuring out what the heck I wanted to do with my <laughs> life. Um, I switched majors a couple times and nothing was really suiting my fancy. So I moved to Houston and I 
just got a quick little bar job um, to meet people. And I just kind of prayed that the right opportunity would kind of fall into my lap. And thankfully it did. Um, One of my tables actually was a incredibly successful woman. Um, She was absolutely precious. She, she, she ended up loving me and she was like, Ryan, can you spray tan? And I was like, (laughs) I've actually spray tanned before, but that does sound like something I would love to do. I've always been a very artistic person. I've always loved creating things and I love people and I love connecting with them and building relationships with them. Like, I think that that would be something that I would actually really like to do. So she hired me on. She was primarily mobile at the time. Also, um, we, I worked for her for about a year and then we opened up a brick and mortar and a couple years in, she ended up good for her. She ended up marrying a man who lived in New York. And so she moved away, sold her business and the other mobile technician and I, um, we wanted to just take our clients with us and grow our own businesses. So that's what we did. Um, I, it was terrifying to say the least, Mm -hmm. um, not to have like that, like, Tan and 10 already had an established brand. Like people would call them and that's how I got most of my clients. And then I obviously, you know, maintained those relationships over time and they stuck with me, but it was scary to, I knew that leaving tan and 10 would also lose clients for me, but I also knew that it was worth the leap because I could also grow my business on my own accord. Um, so I ended up buying my own LLC. Um, I decided to brand myself as the glow on the go. I have a lot of family in new Orleans and the Louisiana area. So I really wanted to kind of do a play on words with the French, the French kind of vibe. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just did it. I was sick over it. I cried a lot. I prayed a lot. I talked to a lot of people about it and they were like, you just need to do it. Like you are going to regret it more. If you don't give it your best shot, than if you don't and just take a job that you're not happy with. Right. And so I, I did that and it was incredible. Um, it was, it surpassed my expectations. I really made a name for myself really right out of the gate. And, um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how it all works out. You know, I just think the, from somebody you just met yeah, at the restaurant there to, <laughs> to where, I know. to where it led you. And, and the, you know, the famous Steve Jobs quote I always like to reference is how the dots always connect when you're looking back, right? You don't see it, then you're in it. Um, and even now, right? We were talking beforehand, you're like, yeah, I haven't really, really looked, taken a step back to look at how far we've come, but it, it's certainly there. And you'll see all those little pieces, you know, kind of line up and we'll, we'll definitely go into that. I think, I think one of the big things, you know, obviously having the kind of security and, and being comfortable with the being part of the 10 and 10, right? Is somebody else is like kind of paying your, paycheck you know they're they're providing all these things for you it's so 
it's so comforting to have that. I think a lot of people never actually take a leap because they're worried to lose that and what that might look like, which I think you can relate to. And then, like you said, yeah. people, are, people are telling you like, you know, what do you got to lose? You're going to regret it if you don't. It's one of those things, right? People always have regrets and it's usually the things they didn't do, not the things they did do. So, um, you know, we get, I get emails all the time. People have been thinking about starting a business or been going through all this process, or maybe they didn't get the best training, all these kind of things. I'm like, you know, at some point you just got to do it. You just have to yes. take the leap. <laughs> yes. You just got to dive in. I always yeah. say work hard, be kind to everyone you meet and you just got to have faith because otherwise you'll be, you'll just get stuck and you, there, there's no room for growth and fear. I feel like, I feel yeah. like to have fear is honestly just a setback. You just yep. got to trust your gut and just give it all you got and yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to yeah. regret trying your hardest. That's right. The, the, the thing you can do is give it your best. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, then maybe it wasn't meant to be, but uh, you'd be surprised what can happen. So absolutely. So you started Glow on the Go. Um, and then what what led you, like, what's, what? how's that changed in the past, you know, handful of years for you? And what, what's different now than it was when you started? I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially people in the service industry, can relate to this, but COVID just really did a number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 2019 was the best year I had I had um spray tanning. Um it was also the year that I delivered my baby girl. Um so she was four months old when they made the announcement um for shutdown and it was absolutely mortifying. I mean I it was spring it was the week of the before spring break actually. Um, and that's one of the busiest years, I mean, busiest weeks of the year for most people in this industry. So I had all my clients basically text me and cancel. And I was like, wow, like this is serious. Like what, are, what are we going to do? Like we had just bought a house. We had a newborn baby at home. Like, how are we going to pay our bills? Like, what does this look like? And at the time they were only saying two weeks, which as we all know, ended up being far longer than that. And it was yeah. absolutely terrifying. I was terrified. Um, and funny enough, I was just scrolling Instagram and I found a pair of earrings that I had to have, but I was like, ah, that's not smart. Um, but as a creative, as someone who likes to use my hands and do artsy things just for my soul and for my mental well being, I was like, after a week of sitting on it, I was like, I think I'd be better off just spending the money on the stuff to try and make them. And if anything, it you know, it just did a little bit more for my mental health. And so I did, and <laughs> I posted them on, on social media and everyone was like, Oh my gosh, I want a pair. I want a pair. I want a pair. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> so I started making these earrings out of my kitchen. Like every single surface in my home was covered in these earrings, my dining room table, my bar, my kitchen counters, like they were everywhere. My husband, I, I know wanted to murder me, but he was right there with me. He was using the Dremel and, you know, drilling holes in the earrings so that I could put hardware on them. And they, I would post them and they would sell out within 12 hours. It was honestly crazy, but I'm so grateful because it really kept us afloat um, in those, you know, months of yeah. uncertainty. 
recipe. And I actually named the business Sunny and Sage because that was like my sunshine and like a really dark time because there was so much uncertainty and you burn sage to get rid of negative energy. So that's Mm -hmm. actually why I named it Sunny and Sage. Um, And then once things kind of started to briefly open up, like a little bit at a time, like outdoor art markets kind of started to come back um, towards like the tail end of it, I started doing those. But I also have always had like a a knack for thrifting. So I always thrifted my daughter's clothes and I would find all kinds of cute stuff for other age ranges and, you know, boy and girl. So I started like buying them and I was like, I might as well take these to my art markets. Like, I think that they would do really well. And they did. Um, And come February of last year, meanwhile, I'm doing, I'm still tanning this whole time. Like the people did want to tan. I was still tanning them. Um, So I was kind of managing both. And Last year, I decided that I wanted to open a brick and mortar for my Sunny and Sage and while also trying to do tanning. (laughs) Um, It was kind of an ADHD impulse. I really wish that I would have done more research, Um, but there were no other places like that in the area. And I thought, oh, like, this is going to be great. Like, I'm the only one. There's not really any other place to go. I was like the first of my friends to really have kids and it was birthday parties and baby showers like every other week. And I was like, we don't really have anywhere to go other than like Target or Carter's. So um, I just did it and I gave it my all. And six months in, I was like, this is not working. This is not working at all. Like people that came in loved it, but it just wasn't working. Like we were out of pocket every month, thousands of dollars. Um, it was just truthfully, it was brutal. Um, but so it it came to the, what are we going to do? Like we signed a lease and now we're stuck. Um, clients have been asking me, my tanning clients for years, like, when are you going to open a brick and mortar? And I just never wanted to do it because I felt like there's so much more overhead. Why I thought it was a good idea to open a children's store with overhead. I have no idea, (laughs) but I did it anyways, (laughs) but I'm so thankful that I did because had I not done that, I would not have been forced out of my comfort zone to give glow on the go, the home it deserved. Um, I had to completely rebuild out the store, build out service rooms, um, purge all of my sunny and sage inventory, rebuy all new inventory for the front. Um, because we do have a small little retail section, but within months, I mean, we were booked entirely. Like it was absolutely crazy to me to think and be like, wow, a few months ago, I didn't know how I was going to pay the rent here. And now we're, you know, making quadruple what I made as a children's store. And it, it's still, it's, I get like choked up, honestly, thinking about it because it's, it is, it's so wild. It's so wild. It is wild. You know, there's, there's a few, th- I mean, there's so many things to take away from it, but I mean, first off the, 
the, you know, making the move to actually start the business back when it was just mobile, you know, glow in the go before COVID hit, you know, then you have, uh, you know, your daughter and I can only imagine four months in, you have all these new expenses, the house, the daughter, you know, everybody that has kids and that's how expensive that is and how kind of shifts your perspective, you know, when it's just you and your significant other or, or just yourself, it's just a lot different than like this person literally is helpless, like without me. And so they're relying on us and, you know, to have that um, hanging over or looming over your head. Um, and then to take the initiative to say, Hey, these, you know, this kind of uh, thrifting or the, the earring piece, right. This is something I can do, you know, that helps you float to the next thing, which then opens, like you said, the store uh, that now has gone from uh, a, yeah, a clothing store essentially to spray tanning, which you were doing all along. And like you said, the, the stars just didn't align for you, but to finally see that and then to, to be able to, you know, keep your head above water, so to speak, to get to where you are, um, definitely, you know, speaks volumes about the work ethic and the tenacity to do that. Cause it's not easy. And also one thing that, and you mentioned this before in the interview, you know, the ADHD kind of, we all get distracted. We look for other things like, Hey, maybe this will be better for some reason we do that. I don't know if it's human nature. I do the same thing, but there's always, <laughs> but there's always like what, what, what I'm doing is working. Why am I going to look elsewhere? So we all, right. you know, I think we all struggle through that. Like, Hey, maybe the grass is greener on that in that, in that industry. Right. We should try that. So it's kind of an interesting thing. You kind of have to check yourself and it's hard to, to do that, but nevertheless, right. All these things have led you to where, you know, now the glow collective is today, which is, which is quite amazing. It is. It is so amazing. Like within six months, we broke our first six figures of the year. And I mean, 2019 was really good for me as a mobile technician. Like I did, I did do, I, I did break six figures, um, well into the six figures, which was awesome. Um, but it did take a huge plummet during COVID. But you, you know, like we, we all built our lives, like when you budget for that. So like we bought a house based on what our income was. And yeah. I, my husband at the time was also uh, uh, self-employed. He was a realtor. So we were both like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Right. And right. so I, I didn't really have a choice. I just kind of I don't know. That's just what we do, I guess, as entrepreneurs and people with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> pivot, pivot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like as a tattoo at this point, pivot. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. It pivot is true. I mean, it is problem. true. Yeah, it is true. And then you know, even within business, even if you stay in the same business, right? There's still pivot. There's still things that happen within there, right? It's just mm -hmm. like you said. There, there's so much to that. Um, and for you guys to do that for, so one of the things we talked about before we started recording, which I want to talk about is that jump from now looking at the jump from mobile tanning to having a physical location, the brick and mortar, that's a huge, huge leap of faith for anybody. Even if you're doing like a salon suite or something like that, you're still going from basically little to no overhead to having that looming, you know, X amount due every week or month or however that looks right. But from so many people I've spoken with and interviewed and had the fortunate, you know, been fortunate enough to chat with is they're always surprised by how much more that opens up the door. I don't think not only are you looking at who knows if you're doing mobile, maybe one tan an hour, depending on how big the city is, right, to maybe four tans an hour. And then not only that, but how many more people are comfortable or want to come to you versus... Yeah 
you know, doing it mobile. If you look at it, I mean, it's like, you know, there's a lot of big companies that do tanning and it's like most of them are doing it in a location, right? They're not just doing mobile. That That is hard to kind of scale, I think. So, but it's an interesting um, kind of thing to have to take that leap. But what what has that experience been like for you? Like what what doors did it open or or what changed kind of in your eyes now that you're looking back saying, wow, I should have done this back in, you know, 2019 maybe. Yeah, Literally, there's been so many times where I'm like, why <laughs> I not do this sooner? It's inc- It's incredible. Um, but I was, I was scared because so many of my clients, when you're mobile, like that's what you hear. Like you hear from your clients. I'm so glad you do mobile. That's so awesome. This is so easy. This is so great. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But when I opened my store, I've had just as many people say, if not more, actually more, let's be honest, more people say, I'm so glad that you have a brick and mortar now. This is so much easier for me. Mm-hmm. And I have been blown away by that because that was one of the reasons why I didn't want to open a store to begin with was because I'm like, I'm going to lose clients. Like right. I have built this business off of being mobile. How am I supposed to sustain it in a brick and mortar? If I lose clients, that doesn't, the math isn't mathing, but truthfully, there are so many more people that are way more interested in coming into a store. Right. right. Um, I have gotten so many more clients via that. And also having a brick and mortar, like we get more street visibility and more passerbys and just everything. Like yeah. it's, I, I do, I sit in here sometimes and I'm like, why, why did I not <laughs> Like I'm in debt up to my eyeballs from a failed business venture that I had no business. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> when I could have just done what I knew I was good at and what I knew I was successful at and what people have been asking me to do and, and I could just be here and happy. Yeah. And yeah. I'm still, I mean, obviously I'm very happy. This is, that's why I made the pivot too, was because I was like, I'm not willing to give up what I have poured so much of my heart into so much of my time into I've sacrificed so much like time away from my daughter. And, you know, I'm the crazy, I'm the crazy one that, you know, has taken clients on Christmas Eve. And (laughs) on the day that I was induced with my, to give birth to my child and four days later in my postpartum diaper, like an absolute (laughs) But that's just, I don't know. I've all, I've always been that way. I've always been a workaholic. I've always just work is what I know. And, yeah. and I love it, which I, I will also in that same breath say 10 out of 10, don't recommend doing that. It's so important to set boundaries. Um, I would say from the beginning, because when you start letting people disrespect your personal time and your your space it is so much harder to like put an end to and it really will start to take a toll on your mental health you'll start to feel burnt out you'll honestly start to have some resentment towards your job which is something I've really had to hone in on especially growing so fast yeah in the last few months having to really start honing in on that and, and setting boundaries because this isn't something I'm willing to lose sight of. And I know that if I get burnt out and I start having resentment, then I'm not going to, this is, it's not going to be sustainable for me long-term. And 
and I want it to be like, I, I truly genuinely love my job and I love my clients and the relationships that it's given me over the course of the last almost 10 years. Um, so that's been a really hard thing for me to do, especially now that I am, that we are so busy and we are growing so fast. Sure. Um, it's very important to do. Yeah, definitely. I, I thought of something when you were talking about, you know, everybody said they love mobile, but now more people have said, you know, they love this the, being at the at the studio, right? I think about, you know, I always tell people what you look for, you will find, right? So if you're searching for something, I always, I think of it when people are searching for stuff, right? Maybe online, I'm like, of course, if you look for it, you're going to find it because there's always going to be something to support that. So you kind of shut off what you don't want right. to hear and listen to what you do want to hear. Um, so that's interesting too. And, and I think the boundaries is a challenging thing, especially starting out and something I explained to my team and how, at least how I perceive it is there's, there's certain times where you have to kind of, I, I, I call them like sprints, right? You go through these periods where it does take more work, longer hours, et cetera, but it kind of elevates you to that next uh, threshold or next level, the next stair, whatever that looks like for you. So, you know, maybe right when you open your business, there's this huge effort, a lot of, a lot of long days and nights to get you to where you're somewhat comfortable in that first kind of level. And then whatever that next level, maybe it's going from mobile to physical location, right? You again, have those long hours as you kind of navigate to that next level. And then you're here now for you, Ryan, maybe it's like, Hey, we want another location, a bigger location, whatever that is. And again, you'll go back to that, that hustle and not to say that boundaries aren't needed because certainly they are. But when you think of it as like, what do we need to do to get to that next level? If it means, you know, for me, at least I see it as like, Hey, I need to be more present, answer more calls, emails, work a little later. You know, I'll do it because I know what the next level is and what my goals are, but there's also a fine line to where yeah, you shouldn't Christmas, you know, Christmas and after a baby, you definitely shouldn't be doing it in my opinion, but <laughs> there's, there's kind of those level, there's kind of those times I feel like where you have to put in that extra effort. If, if you want to get to, maybe you're completely comfortable and you're good where you are, you know, you know, more power to you stay where you, where you want to be. But I kind of see it as like little sprints where you have to put in that time and effort to get to the next level. For sure. I think that there's, I think it's definitely just being like in tune with yourself um, and knowing like what's too much and what's, what you're capable of. I mean, we're all capable of so much, but just learning to kind of find those lines can be especially hard, especially in the entrepreneur world, because you are so eager and you, you want what's next, you want what's best. And you kind of get lost in that. And then before you know it, you're like kind of drowning a little bit and you're like, wait, how did this happen? I need, I need to take a step back. I need to prioritize. I need to, you know, really figure this out because Otherwise, the business on the other side could suffer because you have to be present. You have to be on. You have to be 100%. You have to be healthy. Um, and if you're allowing things to take away from that, then then it's definitely time to reevaluate and find yeah. what works. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's definitely not... There's definitely a fine line and it really depends on what you want. Uh, when you were saying that, it made me think of this quote. I had to pull it up because this one really got, uh, was something I used to look at a lot. And I, it really resonated with me. It said, uh, do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not. Remember that what you now have was once among the things you only hoped for. Yes. So it's easy to, so easy to get caught. And I'd, 
for whatever reason, every time I read that quote, it literally makes my the hair on my arm stand up and sometimes, you know, little tears in the eyes. I'm not sure. I think it's it's like we always are looking for the next thing. But like we were talking about before we start recording, we often don't pause and look at how far we've come and to say, who would have expected this? You know, and so, you know, whatever it is you're doing, like for me to say, hey, seven years ago, starting this podcast. So I imagine that seven years later, if we'd still be recording these, probably not, honestly, but here we are. So, you know, but it's hard to take a step back. I think you can probably relate to that too, but I love that quote. And I wanted to share that with everybody. Yes, I do love that quote so much. And it is so, so true. My, everyone around me is like, I'm so proud of you. Like, do you ever like take a step back and, (laughs) and really revel in what you've done? And I'm like, I try to, (laughs) but it's kind of hard when you're, when you're in it and you're, you know, still kind of rolling with the punches and what's next and what do I need to figure out now? And how can we fix this? And how can we make this more efficient? And, you know, there's just so many things and it's like peeling back an onion. Like there's just so many layers. Yeah, it literally never ends. I'm like my to-do list, I can check five things off and then bef- I turn around and there's five more things on it. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> this is fun. Right, right. So for you, Ryan, how now that you're in the physical location, now you guys are, you know, booked out, all those things. How has that changed for you? Do you have employees, people working with you? What does that look like for you now on a day-to-day basis? I do. I have six beautiful, incredible, amazing employees. I oh. love them all so very much. I could not do this without them. Um, that was also a really hard thing for me to do. Um, I think I have like kind of control issues (laughs) and I want to just do it all myself. Like I want, but I don't want to, but I want to, and I can't do it all myself. That's really hard is learning how to delegate and learning how to really trust other people to have the same love and respect and pride in this business as I do, Mm -hmm. which not everybody's going to, obviously I built this. So but finding people that really love this as much as you do is hard, but it's also such a blessing when you finally do. Um, so shout out to my girls because I really couldn't do this without them. They have kept my head afloat this whole time and I'm so grateful, but, um, yeah. There's six of you now. Yeah. That's, it's crazy. And I think for those that have never hired anybody or looking to, Finding the right people is extremely challenging. I, I'll say that I've been fortunate to have worked with a lot of great people and also have been able to connect with and hire some people that work with us. And it's it's something rewarding about seeing that these people that truly love what they do and they really you know thrive in the situation you put them in. And then not only that, but for you to be able to, in, in, in a plain way, right, make money without actually working because you're able to serve more people and then seeing that that could lead to more right mm-hmm. growth and you can help more people or see more people, more clients, et cetera. It really opens up your eyes to say, <laughs> for me, at least I was like, why didn't I do this years ago? Right. Cause yeah. you know, it's probably a, a, we're not believing in ourselves or maybe like you said, maybe you want too much control or, Hey, people only want to work with me. All these things we think of, right. There's all these reasons why, again, what you look for, you will find. So but I think once you're able to find those right people, it it really, it really takes it to the next level. Yes. I feel like that's, I do still get those clients. God love them. I love them very much, but they will sometimes be like, I, I only want you though. And I'm like, <laughs> but 
I I'm flattered. I love that, but I can't be everywhere all at one time. So like for me, especially since adding on to our team, some of the best compliments I can get from my clients are compliments on my girls. Like when like, Oh my gosh, I just tanned with so-and-so and she was so precious. She was such a doll. I loved her so much. Good job on her. Blah, blah. Like it makes me, that makes my heart so much happier than even getting a compliment on myself and just glow as a whole, because that was so hard for me to do in the beginning was finding people and trusting them and delegating and letting them find their own way within glow, like learning their place and, Mm -hmm. you know, finding that joy, the same joy that I have doing this, allowing them the room to do that and really build their own relationships with my, with our clients. Um, See how hard it was for me to almost say my clients (laughs) (laughs) as there are clients now. And that's something that I have struggled with in the past, but I am learning to really embrace that and be grateful that I have the help that I do. And yeah, it's been a roller coaster of emotion. (laughs) Sure. Sure. As it is for, for most people. Yeah, for sure. So out of all the things you've done right over the past, you know, handful of years and and glow and uh, even before to, to market your business and to market yourself, what is, what's been the best way for you to get new clients in the door? Oh, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I feel like I say this humbly. I feel like in the beginning, you're not just selling your service, you're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, really being your most authentic, truest, genuine, transparent self, absolutely raw to your core for me has brought me the most joy for one, because people really do appreciate it. They're, you know, they're naked. They have their hair on top of their head. They don't have any makeup on They're, you know, they're, they're at their truest and rawest form. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the best thing for me to do has always been to also be my rawest and truest self. Um, and word of mouth was honestly what really did it for me in the beginning. Um, but yeah, like I would, I would, will go to my clients also with my hair on top of my head, no makeup on workout clothes. And I remember my ex being like, do you really go to clients like that? And I'm like, yeah. And they appreciate it. Nobody wants to be stripped down to their nudity and have someone super cute and perfect (laughs) come to their house and spray tan them like they they want to know that they're we're the same we're on the same playing field like we're 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 even keeled here sure yeah that makes complete sense it's a great way to put it i mean you know word of mouth obviously for marketing purposes nothing's ever going to beat it right it's it's the fact of trying to get that as many people as possible to to use their mouths to spread the word right so right uh, which is the challenge but you know that's definitely a, a good way to do it and like you said just being yourself obviously especially starting out when it's just you that's kind of the way 
that you kind of forge that path. And then from there, you know, now you have a brand, there's more people behind it. Uh, it's a little bit different story, but it's still, you know, you guys can still be who you are individually and that can help the company as a whole. So reach more people. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think that finding girls or service providers that share the same kind of ideals as yeah. you do and the same passion for people, especially is what's really going to, I feel like you can teach someone to spray tan. You can't teach them how to, I, I don't know how to put this into words, um, how to teach them to like, I don't know, we're probably going to have to cut this part out because I can't no. find words, but <laughs> You can't teach people like how to act, like how to act, how to treat people, you know, yeah. so to a certain yeah. level. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You can't reframe their personality. Mm -hmm. They they are. So finding people that really like fit you and fit your brand and are able to deliver that this, not the same way you do, but in the same way that you do. Mm -hmm. It really, it's a make it or break it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, when I give people suggestions on hiring, I'm like, just hire based on the individual, their personality, who they are, you know, teach whatever you want, right? We don't need experience, so to speak. We just need somebody that has the right mindset, the right yes. personality, the right bedside man or whatever you want to call yes. it. We need that. Yeah. The Absolutely. right ethics and morals and, yeah. you know, reliability and dependability. Those are things that you can't teach someone, but you can teach someone a trade. You can teach someone an art. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the biggest thing I, I've, I have really tried looking for girls that I see myself having a long-term relationship with and fostering it from there. Yeah. Like, okay, like let's work on the big stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's great. That's uh, a lot of great advice, you know, in this interview, Ryan, I don't want to take up anybody uh, too much time of your time. We've, we've spoken for a while now. I, uh, you know, the it's been great to learn about you and your story before i ask the last question i just wanted to thank you for taking time out of your day to share your journey if, if anybody has questions or wants to reach out to you is, are you open to that and what's the best way to, to find you yes i would love that i am through and through a girl's girl otherwise i don't think i would be doing this for a living so <laughs> um i'm happy to chat um you can always reach out to us on instagram um social media where the glow collective um it's at the glow g-l-e-a-u-x collective um and our dms are always open we we love some good girl time yeah i love it i'll link all that stuff below the show notes people if people want to find it obviously feel free to again a little play on words with the glow g-l-e-a-u-x uh for for that and uh, Ryan, the last question I want to ask to you is if you had to write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out, what would you say? I saw this question on your list of questions that you sent me prior to the interview. And the last question did choke me up a little bit. And I think I would say that if I had to write a letter to younger me, I would say to work hard, be kind to everyone you meet, and to have faith in yourself you can do literally everything that you put your mind to and your heart into um and just pivot when life gets hard and you'll find your way yeah i love that i think it's 
you know, I've asked that probably a hundred plus times now at this point. And so many, everybody's, you know, some variation of you got this, you can do this, uh, which is the point, right? We kind of want to frame it in a method of like, everybody has these questions and, and doubts or, or aren't sure what to do or, you know, but you take the leap of faith, you take it, the next step appears when you're ready for it, right? So I think it's important to make sure that if you're sitting there listening to this and you've wanted to start your own business, like Ryan, you know, went through all these ups and downs, I think she would say it was completely worth it. I think that you'll say the same thing. So definitely believe in yourself, make sure you put in the work. Uh, like you said, treat everybody kind, do the right thing, and it'll take you very, very far. Yes. Awesome. Yes, well, yes, yes, yes. Well, Ryan, thank you so much again for sharing your story. I'm excited to keep in touch. Glad we connected. Uh, you know, glad to, glad I made another friend in this industry. We'll, we'll keep in touch. We'll, we'll look forward to watching you continue to glow and grow and all that fun stuff. And I'll, um, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast. So <laughs> you did great. You did great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Take care and happy tanning. You too. Bye. Bye.